I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, joined this week by Tom. How are you, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad at all. So, we will go to our league first. Change the top three. Jack Kern's still top, now 1 6 1 6 all in. Up to number two, Have United, 1 5 6 3 all in. Third, Conquering Lions, Robbie Dempsey, 1 1 5. Sorry, 1 1 5? 1 5 5 9. So, that's the top three. Not much change, it seems to be the top three or four kind of chopping it out amongst ourselves. So we'll go to our score and rank for the week. Tom, I'll go first. Another red arrow for me. It's been dropped like a stone, three weeks to drop. I'm now doing the 81st. So I had 56 points all in. I had Shrake and goals for two. Captain Tav, six. Doig, one point. Taylor, six. Vice Captain Juranovic, one. Obelai, nine. Charles Cook, six. Aribo, three. Jota, one. Watt three, Ramirez eight, and Boyce and Ferguson on the bench for two and three points. So, not much right home about, about yourself. Uh, I am currently 90 in the Mega League, so I'm closing in. Uh, I got 95 points this week. I had uh, Clark in goals for seven. Tav got me eight. Doig got me one. Captain Obelai got me 18. Inspired uh, choice, Joe. Vice <laughs> <laughs> uh, Captain and Charles Cook got me 11. Hungbo got me seven, Yota got me one, Ferguson three, Abada fourteen. Up front I had Morelos for seventeen and Ramirez for eight. Good On the bench I had Bassi, so I was a bit upset because I could have, it could have got me to triple figures. Yeah, apart from Doi coming on for was it a cameo or a little yeah. minutes or something? Good shooting, that's you, Warrior. Thirty minutes off. So we're both at the top 100 now, you're on the way up and the way down, so we're good to see how we think about this as we go on, we're talking about transfers and stuff. Right, so we'll go to the results. Right, so results of the week were, on the Saturday we, we had Dundee 1, Ross County 2, Hibs 1, St. Mern, Hibs 0, St. Mern 1, Livingston 2, Aberdeen 1, Sun, St. Johnson, Dundee United 0, 0, and on the Sunday, Motherwell 0, Celtic 4, Rangers 5, Hearts 0. So, Take it away, Tom, what have you worked out from these fixtures? Uh, so, first fixture up is uh, Dundee 1, Ross County 2. Zach Rudden with a goal for Dundee and uh, Hungbo and Charles Cook with the two goals for Ross County. 
you're never really expecting any of these teams to keep a clean sheet. Uh, and we now see Dundee sitting at the bottom of the table to take in the place of St. Johnston. Uh, Ray, uh, Charles Cook continues his fine form. He had four shots on target in this game, though he did miss a penalty. Um, in contrast, Hongo, he's kind of had a bit of a dry patch. He had He's had zero returns in the previous four game weeks, but um, it was worth noting he was on the bench for two of those. But three million, he's, he's a nice cheap option. He's not doing too badly. Uh, Jordan White, he's also continuing his good form. Two goals and three assists in the last six game weeks. So he's averaging a return a game. Um, on the other side, we've got Zach Rudden, who's a new name. He scored in his first start for Dundee, having joined on loan from Partick Thistle in the January transfer window. So maybe something to keep an eye on there. Anything worth noting from the Dundee Ross County game, Peter? Yeah, I liked your double up midfield for Ross County. I think that could be a nice way to go if you wanted to use one as a differential or like a bench trick. And up front, I think we discussed last week, or it might have been me and Donnie and Josh discussed about the going to one up front kind of tactic and using the two cheap strikers. And you mm-hmm. mentioned one there, Jordan White's thermal on my watch list to be one of the cheap strikers to facilitate a move for Morelis. And like you said, he's playing, he's hitting form. So even if he's a cheap striker, He's going to return quite a lot, I think, for the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Particularly an attacking-minded team like Ross County. Just on on Charles Scott as well. He's out of contract, so hopefully he stays in the game next year. Maybe somebody else will snap him up. If he doesn't doesn't (laughs) stay with Ross County. I'm sure some big offers will be coming in. Um, In contrast, St. Johnston uh, nil, Dundee United nil. A couple of teams that aren't really known for scoring recently. Um, Tony Watt and Ali Crawford both hit the woodwork in this game. Um, however, the two clean sheets main, remained intact. Uh, Tony Watt was the standout stats-wise. He had six shots in total. Um, and he's still the top point scoring striker in the game. Yet he's only had one assist since joining Dundee United in the January transfer window. So... Bit of a concern there. I think maybe potential to, to move away from Tony Watt. I think there's perhaps some better options out there. Uh, that's two clean sheets in a row for Dundee United. That's typical since I scored, uh, I sold Scott McMahon two game weeks ago. Yeah, I've got Doig stinking up my team. Um, they've got a tricky um, run of fixtures coming up. They've got Motherwell, Rangers, Aberdeen, Levy and Hearts. So I don't think I'd be rushing back. Um, for those that have kept a hold, it's a nice two uh, clean sheets there, but with that fixture, I'd maybe be looking to, to move off. Do you still have any Dundee United assets? What right now, but uh, uh, we get to, we get to the transfers. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think what might be coming out. Water boys, uh, Dundee United like yourself. I mean, I don't. I've got a sort of ticker up. Uh, I don't particularly like. Where are we? Fixture run. I don't know. There is it because it's two poor teams. Poor two teams playing each other. That just the luck. Sometimes you're going to get the decent. Yeah. Fixtures. Or is it really? What do you say next? Motherwell at home. Rangers Aberdeen. I suppose if we come through that. We saw. Then you think, okay, maybe jump back on. We're getting to the nitty gritty time. Uh, and if they finish in the top, are they in the top six? Don't you like it? Yeah. Right in front of you. Yeah, by one I mean, point. 
So, I mean, if they finish the top six, do you really want to have any assets getting the, the spot? I would yeah, say probably true. no. So, who else would play in St. Johnson? St. Johnson's got a double coming up, but again, I wouldn't be rushing any players in. If you had like a cheap St. Johnson defender, I just hope that he maybe returns one of these two games in, fair enough, but nah, nothing yeah. stands out for me yet. I've got Clark, I'm going to keep a hold of him, but I think yeah, he'll be on the way out. That's a good shoot for the double, but like he's a keeper, so you might get extra bonus points, then maybe one clean sheet, then you've you've made more than anybody else's average keeper, then mm-hmm. you go for that. Uh, Hibs nil, St Mirren won. Uh, Connor Ronan uh, has returned to form. He had quite a nice spell between game week six and 11, where he bagged three goals and two assists. In the last three game weeks, he's had two goals and one assist, so perhaps he's uh, coming back into the form after a... Uh, a dry patch, but we'll keep an eye on him. Um, well, I'm actually considering bringing him in this week, considering St Mirren have a nice little run. They've got uh, St Johnston next, and then a double of Livingston and Dundee. Um, I've got a bit of dilemma there, though, in terms of getting in Conor Roan, because I've, I've got Yacht, I've got a bad, I've got Charles Cook. I think they're all doing quite well. I'm not too concerned about Yacht. So the only one... There's only two players that can make ways really Ferguson or Hungbo. So not really too sure what to do there. Ferguson's not been too great, but he's got the double. Well, Hungbo. On Ferguson, sure. he's got the double, then he's got Motherwell, Dungeon Hearts, Rangers. It's only Dungeon at home, so that could maybe be an easy swap for you to move to Ronan. But then after Ronan's double, it's Hearts at home setting away. So it's not it's just a matter, I suppose it's just maybe chase a double to see what happens. Yeah. Um, and in terms of Hibs, I don't really see any reason to be buying any Hibs players at the minute. Their form's obviously pretty poor and they've got Rangers and Selic in the next three game weeks. So I'm certainly looking to get rid of Doig at some point in the future, if not this game week. Would you would you reflect those feelings as well, Peter? Yeah, I said bang on Doig's sync up my team. Yeah. Uh, I thought when I first seen Hibs under Maloney, it looked the first two games, I think, they looked quite good. They were going to play a certain kind of style for the back and that, but since then they've looked absolutely poor. I mean, the form guys there on both teams, Hibs are sitting, this is from Pai Borrell on Twitter, Hibs are sitting in the last six games, fifth bottom, but that's like joint bottom. Dundee's only beneath them on two points, they've got five. And St. Burn, unexpectedly, they're sitting third with 11 points. Joint with Rangers, so it's joint second mm-hmm. actually. So the last couple of game weeks, so yeah. If you're, if you're lucky enough to be on the right players at the right time in the last six weeks, well done you. But it's not up on me to expect that. And Ronan's a standout. And if you're talking about a double, then I think him or one of the fullbacks would be the decent player to bring in just for the chance at the double. Yeah, I'll see how I feel. I'll wait to the deadline and see how I feel. Yeah. Uh, Livingston two, Aberdeen one. Obelai obviously continues his fine form. Uh, another goal for the centre-back and two bonus as well. I was never in doubt, obviously, handing him the armband this week. <laughs> uh, he came you close go, to a You get to tell us as if you missed the deadline. Yeah, I missed the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to pull this up. Uh, he came close to a clean sheet as well, um, but if it wasn't for Ramirez. Uh, Alan Forrest bagged the winner for Livy. That's two goals and one assist in his last three for Livingston, um, he's doing better than his brother recently. Um, and they've got Ross County, St Mirren and Dundee up next. Though, to be honest, despite his decent form, I'd struggle to find a place 
in the midfield for Alan Forrest. He's he's there, but he's not quite there. Um, Aberdeen and St Johnston obviously have a double game week this game week, um, as well as playing each other. Aberdeen take on Celtic, and St Johnston face St Mirren. Um, I'm probably going to keep Clark. Purely because he's got double game week. Aberdeen players, I don't know. It's, I, I feel I've got the feeling it's almost as if it's like a single game week plus the cup play set like this week. Just exactly, I was going to say. You took words on my mouth. I'm saying I think if Celtic play the same way they played the weekend, it's basically a, a single game week. I'm picking my team on taking that fixture out of it because I don't think it's going to really matter. And yeah. just going for what I see with the coming the rest of it. Yeah, even with the likes of Ramsey as well. Like if Celtic. Are, Continue the form that they're in, and they get battered. You know, he's going, return, he's going to return no points, yeah, because he's yeah. going to make his goals. So, and then I wouldn't expect Ramirez or, or Ferguson to do too much. What I will say is that yeah, Ramirez. Remember we mentioned a couple weeks ago, I said Ramirez or Jack and Marcus. Well, he has outscored them, so you you, right. you won that one, and he's got a double game week, <laughs> a double game week coming. So it was a right call overall. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I know, I mean, Gia Marcus might do all right. This game, this, week, the, never this, is a, this is a decider. I believe he's five points, six points clear him. So, you're, if it was a four week point, like I said, then you were right. There you go. Doff a cock, Tito. <laughs> I'll take that. Is there anything else to add, Peter? On. It was only a look again on that ref- score. Right. Two minutes, Tom. Uh, Livingston, I think, look pretty good. I think they look pretty solid. I think. Where are they in the league? Have you got a league in front of you again? Yep, uh, they're eighth. Right, so if Livingston continue to kind of be the bottom six after the split, I think they'd be quite attractive to go on a couple of players. Uh, Aberdeen, I think, I don't know. They're they're in free fall. They're they're not very good away from home at all. They managed somehow to get two draws against Rangers. And that's got the best performed. They're, I don't know, they're so hit and miss. And I, I don't expect them to be let's go back bite me. I don't expect them to be a tough game Wednesday for I think they'll run over the top of them again. Yeah. I, I, I don't see where they're going to improve from. I think they're going to limp along the end of the season and take it from there, basically. Yeah, uh, after this double, I'll be looking to get rid of Ramirez. Yeah, I'm exactly <laughs> I mean, Ramirez is going to go, we mentioned it, like your, your Jordan White or your Anderson. They're just cheaper players who are turning. And the strikers aren't going to points there anyway, so why, hit, why spend the money there when you don't need to? Yeah, exactly. Two more games, Tom? Oh. <laughs> Forgot to do my notes for those. <laughs> Rangers 5. Oh. Are you about to do Celtic one first? Yeah, we could do... We'll do Rangers first. Okay, Rangers five. I don't have much to say on that one because I forgot to do my notes, but... Notes up to Saturday it was then? Didn't go to Sunday games? (laughs) Pretty much, aye. I'm going through the goal scorers quickly, right? So it was Morelos with a double and an assist. Kamara with a goal, Arfield with a goal, Sakal with a goal and Kent with two assists. So if you're looking at the heavy hitters, people might have Morelis and Kent both returned and the clean sheets for the back line. So I I'm, I'm, I'm suppose a lot of fantasy managers will bond these certain players who have got good returns that game week from them. Yeah. 
And if we look at the Celtic game, Abada, Rogic 2, Maeda with a tatty assist, Abada assist 2 and O'Reilly. So again, if you've had an Abada owner, a lot of people are, you've done well. Rogic owner, I don't know people would be on Rogic because they sold him for the international break. And a Hatati returned again. And a back clean sheet, obviously. But if you were a Juranovic owner like some is, then you wouldn't have got the clean sheet because he was benched again. Yeah, he only came on for like the last few minutes, didn't he? Yeah. Any add to these, any of these games? Uh, for the Rangers game, I think um, we went too first on Morelos up until this point of the season, perhaps. Maybe before he went away on uh, international duty, we were maybe thinking about him. But um, it seems like Roof's a little bit out of favour. Sakala's not really up to much. Um, Aiton's not really been up to much recently as well. So I think he's probably going to be the, the number one striker. In this game, he was... Um, Top for shots on target was six. It's not often we get that higher figure in, in these games. Um, you got the two goals and the assist as well. At 8.2, I think if, you, if you're going to get him in, it's probably worthwhile um, for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, him and a couple of cheapy options, given that Ramirez is quite expensive. In comparison to other strikers, he's not really doing a lot. Tony Watt hasn't really done a lot since he's went to Dundee uh, United. Um, who Boyce else have we got? Boyce is, Boyce. Playing Boyce is playing deeper now that Ellis Sims is there. But you could maybe take a punt on Sims. Obviously, he didn't do much in this game, but he looked good in the previous two games. And he's a player mm. I've been keeping an eye on, so he could be an option. I think he's only 4.7. Um, and Maida, he's quite expensive. If he's going to play out on the wing, then he's maybe not going to offer as much, given the you know the Celtic midfielders are getting the wealth of the goals and assists there. And he's quite expensive as well in comparison. I mean, if you think, mate, how much is made? Can you remember? Is about is it about eight million? As high as that? No, I can't remember. I thought it was six points, maybe seven points something. Seven point something maybe, but he's still really expensive. He's the like, second most expensive strike in a game. So yeah, but if you consider that to Hitati at four point five million, like who are you going to go for? It's a bit of a no-brainer. I know. I'm uh, sim- similar thoughts to you. I'm thinking Morelis now is a, a season keeper because he's playing more central. He's more nailed under Geo, so I think he's going to want to play up front. And of course, if he had weeks, he's going to be black. He's not going to score every game week. It's just impossible. But I think he's more chances scoring. And like you say, there's plenty of cheap alternatives to fund that transfer. I'm assuming most people will have the same kind of equivalent strikers are going to have a Nisbet, a Boyce, a Watt. I mean, they're both players around that kind of price bracket. Ramirez, so mm-hmm. there's, way, there's ways to jiggle about your money to get Morelis in. It's whether you want to do it over a space of a few weeks or you want to just take the point and get him in because I'm playing a, a quite poor hips team next game week. Yeah, and I would not, not be surprised if he returns at least one or two attack returns again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also kept a clean sheet as well, so it's not too bad. Uh, the rest, I mean, Ryan Kent, quite quite expensive midfielder, but he got he got a couple of assists here as well. Uh, Arfield's kind of in and out of the squad, but he has looked quite good recently. Hmm. Arfield's becoming more like a favourite of Aaron Costa, and he seems to be been more the team more often than not. Don't know if that'll change now with Ramsey in the scene and Diallo on the wing, so we'll have to wait and see, but. I've still got Rebo, I've still got Tavernier, and I think my third will be Morelis, and I'm quite happy with A3 until I see how 
fixtures go. Yeah, I mean, Hearts are sitting third in the league. They're 10 points clear of fourth place. So this is, other than Selic, this is probably going to be the toughest fixture for Rangers FFS-wise. Yep, and you um, mentioned before, Tom, I doubt they, after they don't play, MD at the split, is that right? You mentioned that before. Rangers? No, Hearts, that's Hearts, it. Hearts after this fixture, yeah. I mean, they've obviously been gobbed off Rangers. They'll have a point to prove. They've got Dundee next, which is pretty... Good, this obviously Dundee are sitting bottom. St Johnston have been bottom most of the season. Uh, St Mirren, maybe a bit of a tougher fixture. Aberdeen, um, they're playing them that they're at home against Aberdeen, so you'd, you'd imagine they'd maybe get some points against them. Dundee United haven't been too great. Livingston are showing a bit of form. Ross County, and then it's uh, Derby Day against Hibs, who have been pretty poor. So... Hearts' run is very nice. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I've kind of got it booked in that I'll be getting rid of Clark for Gordon uh, up until the split. Yeah, so, it's pretty good move, yeah. Um, Boyce, I don't have Boyce just now. He is sitting a bit deeper. I'm going to keep an eye on how he does. I think Sims might be a, a better option for the remainder of the season. He seems to be more attacking. And he's cheaper as well, 4.7. He's kind of coming around about that Jordan White bracket, that Bruce Anderson kind of price point and he's playing in a, a decent hearts team so I think he could be an option yeah, I think I'll be moving the hearts triple up till the split maybe at some point like some of yourself I'll be Gordon maybe not a triple maybe a double maybe triple's too much it'd be Gordon and that's one of the cheap strikers you could go d- defensive double with Gordon or the defender and then looking at one of the strikers after that I mean, I've got the Lamisen double up there now, so I suppose it would make more sense for the Hearts double up defensively on it. I would expect Hearts to keep more clean sheets than Livingston through the running. Yeah, Livingston, Ross County, quite attacking. St Mirren are in form. You'd maybe expect them to keep a clean sheet against Dundee, so maybe making that move. On paper, look like easy fixtures, but when you consider how attacking Ross County have been, then you maybe not expect them to keep a clean sheet. Mm. Maybe start to... I've got more fire to put out first, so just depending on what is there come transfer week, and if there's nothing to go there, I think I'll move to Gordon in the split. They'd probably be after the split, but then you're going to have the good teams play each other, the bad teams play each other, so it's like, how do you mix your squad? But that's something to talk about in, in the future, obviously. Yeah. They finish the roundup? Got you more stuff? We've got, we've got a certain game as well. Uh, All right, on you go, sorry. We've got a badder. Um, He's on the way. He scored for Selig. He got two assists as well. Rogic got two goals. He was the standout player in that one. Four shots on target. He also hit the woodwork and, and missed a big chance. So he could have got the hat trick there. Um, second to him was Abada with two shots on target. He obviously bagged the goal, but he's been in some fine form recently as well. Obviously, Selig managed to keep the, the clean sheet. Um, Hitati managed an assist in this game as well but unfortunately came off at half time for, for Beaton Abada came off at half time as well for Forrest which is worth noting um, Juranovic never started this game neither did Jota I know there's quite a bit of talk about that on Twitter um, Selected so advice to keep the clean sheet perhaps maybe going with Carter Vickers or Starfelt or maybe even Joe Hart might be an option for for some managers, maybe offer a bit more stability, considering the, the full-backs are, are getting shifted around a little bit. 
coming up for so a, a high period of fixture congestion. Um, I kind of fancy Celtic to be rotating a bit more than Rangers, so it's a bit more of a, a Celtic problem and a Rangers problem, given the the size of Celtic squad and how many players we actually have in form, um, or are certainly emerging into form. So that is a concern. It's maybe worthwhile considering the bench trick going forward. I know I came away from the bench trick for a while, um, but it's certainly something I'm looking to move back to. I don't know what your thoughts are on the, the whole Celtic rotation situation. We've, we've got questions on it later, so I'd rather I'll wait right, to, right. to get into detail. But I'm kind of what you're saying there is similar to what I'm thinking, and we'll, we'll get any more detail the questions come because I think it's more that makes more sense then. Any other takeaways from the Celtic Motherwell game? You mentioned Abada coming off at half time, but I feel that's just a, like I text you separately. See one Celtic what's team in the first half? They're just resting bodies. Yeah. Because They've got all these games coming thick and fast. Europe's going to start again. They're still in the cup. I think it's the case. If they can blitz a team in the first half, they'll make the changes. You reply saying, just by the players that are blitzing it then. So that's kind of... <laughs> you, can, you can take a hat. If a bad is going to score two goals, you're on them. You'll take that all day. You'll let them go for half time. Yeah. It's when it's the no, defenders. It's not you'd, be, you'd be annoyed. That's when you start going, oh, if you get two of the fullbacks that are getting replaced. Which I feel now, after watching that game, I feel it's basically now down to three fullbacks. I think Liam Skills had his chance. I think it's between Ralston, Taylor and Juranovic. It's a three, I think. Barring the Rafe Rodgers game because it's a lower league team, I think that'll be the three you might see rotating. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Juranovic is the one that can play both sides. That's the one that seems to me like he's more dangerous rotation in the lesser games. Mm-hmm. Just a game, we'll, question, we'll get a question on that later. Uh, Chelsea's midfields are just full of, full of players that are hitting form and a lot of players that are cheap. If Farashi's taking back on all, and if he's maybe having Turnbull shortlist, there's going to be more people in the mix. So, the language says me either did look better up when he went up front himself rather on the wing. But again, I don't think that's going to be very often. So, I do expect him to start up top on Wednesday because I think he's back the team. Mm-hmm. We done with this? Move on? Yep. Right, fixtures midweek. I'd like to first of all say I've wrote the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble, the Fantasy Royalty Rumble, and we finish midweek. Forgetting the double game week, so actually we'll not finish to the Tuesday after. So I am assuming most managers will have one or two assets in that game. So we'll have to wait till next Tuesday and I will update it then. Uh, right, so fixtures. So Wednesday night, once at by they're all the same kickoff, so you should get team news for all 12 teams. So just like to uh, repeat, don't make any quick early moves. Well, most years. of the teams anyway, a lot of them are piss about until, until yeah. exactly the hour before or just after, which is annoying. Especially if you're on like Celtic's rotational midfield or back, then at least you you should be able to see the lay of land before you make any moves. Yeah, hopefully. Celtic, Celtic are usually pretty sharp. Yep. So it is Aberdeen versus Celtic, Dungeon versus Motherwell, Hearts versus Dundee. Rangers versus Hibs, Ross County versus Livingston, St Mern versus St Johnson, and also on next week, Tuesday tonight, is a double game week game, Aberdeen versus St Johnson. So now you've seen that, Tom, what are your transfers, captains, vice-captains, thoughts at this stage? Um, my current situation is I want to get in Conor Ronan. I'm not really too sure how I'm going to do it. I've got a I've got a start in 11 that I'm quite happy with, but I've got two transfers to make. So I need to, I kind of want to make one transfer at least. Um, 
I probably just maybe make the one, but I'm also maybe considering doing two and bringing in a non-playing player. But I'm I'm not 100% on where that non-playing player could come in because there's there's so many options in midfield and defence. I know Josh mentioned perhaps uh, using uh, your third striker slot as as the empty non-playing player slot. However, um, it's sort of weighing up the it's weighing up the risk benefit because. For the cheapest strike, it's 3.3. Midfielder, it's 2.2. So that's 1.1 million you're burning there, which is, it can go a long way. Um, but it's a good point because the striker role is probably the, the least productive out of all of them. So it's a tricky situation to wear. So I may do that because I've got Mullen sitting on my bench. He's stinking up my team as well. He needs to go. Um, so I could, I could get rid of him for a non-playing player and, and use the bench to. I think Doig's still flagged, but he did come on, so perhaps he's going to be unflagged. I think he's fine, but he's playing Rangers. That's the only thing, isn't it? Yeah, so it allows me, it allows me to use the bench trick a bit more, which might be a bit more beneficial given the the select rotation that's potentially coming up as well. So that that could be an option there too. Um, in terms of captain and vice captain, I'd probably looking at the vice on Morelos since he's scoring goals and he's playing at a poor hips. Captain-wise, I'm not too sure. Um, it'll probably be on a Celtic midfielder and I'll wait till the, the deadline to, to find out what the starting 11 is and then making my decision from there. I imagine it'll probably be Yota because if he was rested on the weekend, then I imagine he's probably going to start against Aberdeen. But... If Abad is in the starting 11, I'll probably go for him, just given his recent form. Right. So, what thoughts? Transfer is, I will be getting Morelos in. I've got two free transfers as well. So, by hook or by crook, I'll be getting them in. I thought about doing a minus four, doing a kind of mini wheel card, but I've been talked out of that on Twitter and yourself. And I'll just probably take the the two transfers to get them in. Uh, currently, captain is on Tavernier. But like you said, if the Celtic team drops and it's just possible strongest team that I've seen that he can play I might be on Jota I may not have Jota but at that point maybe somebody else depending on what I need to do and vice captain I think will be on Tav bring him in and vice captain up front as you say he's scoring goals he's a focal point in the Rangers attack so I think that's an opening at home against a really poor hips team vice captain Morelos yes I think if I bring him in can't let you catch me now Tom I'm going to give you nine, nine places ahead of you <laughs> uh, and just on the fixtures there's also another double game week just people in case people didn't know and it is game week 27 and that is Dundee and there are two fixtures Celtic away St Mern at home St Mern have Livingston and Dundee away so just a thought on that you said Conor Ronan is there any other players you'd think about getting in? Um, you could be looking at a St Mern defender I think there's, there's definitely the chance of keeping a clean sheet against Dundee uh, Livingston are obviously a team in form. But St. Mirren have, have been fairly solid away from home. They tend, tend to keep more clean sheets away from home than they do at home. So you could go for Anik in goals, perhaps. Um, I mentioned Tanzer in this week's expert picks, but I think he might still be out. But a St. Mirren defender might be okay. But I think it's going to be... A, it would, I think for me it would be a, a quick kind of turnaround because they've got Hearts up next, then Celtic. Uh, and then Ross County, who are pretty attacking as well. So it would only be a short-term thing to take advantage of the, the double game week. Um, 
you're probably going to use one transfer to get them in and one transfer to get them back out again. So I'd maybe just stick with what you've got. I think probably Conor Ronan's the, the, the main man there. Well, the reason I ask because I'm thinking like we both talked about Doig sticking the team up. So it could be a nice and easy move just to get another player who'd be your fifth choice defender. He's got a double and maybe the odd chance he keeps a clean sheet, potential more than one. And then you don't have to worry about him just dropping the bench again. And then once you get time, you can get him out. That's my thoughts on it anyway. <laughs> right, we will move to questions then, Tom. So get this up. First up is from Matthew McVeigh. So that's Matty McVeigh on Twitter. Should we be moving off of Jura as a more nailed option? So I'm assuming that's Juranovic. So thoughts on Juranovic? Move off him. You mentioned a bit earlier on about coming, becoming a sign, and a more nailed option. The Celtic will be playing Europe. They're playing midweek games. So there's going to be rotation, I think, all the way through to this busy period's over. So my personal thoughts is I think I'll become off Juranovic. I know he's on penalties, but I think my plan, tentative plans, is to get three Celtic by Fiddlers in with the bench trick and hope that the rotation works and I'll have no silly players at the back eventually. What's your thoughts? Um, I think if you're desperate for a Celtic defender, then I mentioned earlier maybe perhaps going with the um, going with either one of the centre-backs and Carter Vickers or Starfelt or going Joe Hart. Um, Juranovic, OK, we think he's on penalties. Points wise, he's probably he's getting the same amount of clean sheets as the centre backs, probably less because he's not starting as much. He's only had one goal uh, in game week twenty one. Other than that, if you look at his goals column, it's all it's all zeros. He does tend to get bonus points now and again, but it tends to be well. He had three points when he got a goal. He managed to get three points in game week sixteen against Hearts. Other than that, it's just like one bonus point here and there. And in terms of like his sort of the, the sort of subcategory of bonus points for um, interceptions and tackles, he gets the odd point here and there, but it's not worth the rotation, I don't think. So if you're desperate to have a Celtic defender, then yeah, I'd probably move away from him to one of the other more nailed. However, I think going forward. I kind of like having, I like that. I like the idea of having the three select mids and try to combat the rotation risk by using the bench trick. I think that's mm-hmm. a good way of going. Yep. I've got him. He's very pricey. I've got Taylor as well. I just can't see them nailed every game. I, could, I just think you're going to look at a team one week and go, oh, girl, Granovich is playing. Then you're going to play midweek and it's going to be Ralston and Taylor. Then you look at the next game, it's going to be Ralston and Juranovich. So, I think if you're happy to take the risk with the fullbacks, there's two cheaper alternatives to him. If you might take the risk, mm-hmm. or like you said, if you're desperate for a defender, come inside and take one of the full, to one of the centre backs who don't seem to be missing any game time, and he's used to probably outscore him quite recently on clean sheet points as well. So, my thoughts and yours is probably. Have you, have you got Juranovic? No, I was looking to get him, but now I'm having second thoughts. See, I'm rushed to get him in, and then I think I'll be coming off him. Because. <laughs> The situation is as well that 
the clubs voted and you can get you're getting five um, five substitutions which is half the outfield players so it's not as if okay you start him and then oh he doesn't play never mind I'll get someone else in that does have points because we've seen it on the weekend he comes in he plays two minutes and doesn't get any returns and you're sitting there at one point and then you might be in a situation like myself you maybe got Bassey or something like that sitting there with, on your bench with six points and you're, you're kicking yourself so with the with the five substitutions, that's half the outfield players. Well, and you, chances, chances of them coming on is quite high, I'd imagine. Yeah, especially and, when you've got people on the bench like Mikey Johnson and stuff like that, like guys that you, you know are, they're not going to get in with a sniff. So he, he's probably going to come on and stretch his legs. That's the thing. Plus, but personally, myself, I've vice captain twice in the last three weeks, and after that, because I'm not doing it again. So if you're not going to vice captain a defender again. I think it's time to move him on because you're thinking he's no in my head thinking if I'm not going to do that a game with that player then what's the point in having the player if you don't think he's nailed the price mm-hmm. he's on so I'm getting short there's plenty of value to the team elsewhere right next up is from Josh Josh Footblog it was on last week are you tempted to stick an armband on an Aberdeen player for a double or is Morelis and Tavenier at home to a struggle hips too with the pass up on we'll take that into two so I'm not tempted at all we discussed earlier on. It's, been yeah. a bit, it's like a single game week. Strange things have happened. Aberdeen could turn up and draw or win, but I don't see it. So I think it's like you've got to treat it like a single game week. And I think you've mentioned Tavernier and Morelos, but I think there's even more options of players you could have that's a better option than Aberdeen players this week. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I would agree. I'm not tempted to captain or vice captain. We mentioned earlier, it's just like having a single game week. Because if Celtic show up and steamroll them, they're not going to get many points. Perhaps they'll maybe get a consolation goal, but then Aberdeen, the the, the assistant goals seem to be quite spread around. Like you see Aberdeen up one nil, you check your phone wondering if it's Ramirez or Ferguson, and it turns out it's Dylan McGeoch or someone like that. So um, they, they tend to be quite spread around. So I wouldn't be tempted with the captaincy or vice captaincy. I think yes, Barellas or Tav against struggling Hibs is a good option. Um, or one of the Celtic mids as well. Um, okay. Next up. And the last question is from Donnie Robson. So Donnie, another guest of last week. Stick or twist with Jota? Lack of game time recent weeks currently getting outscored by Abada, Hatati, and now Rogic. Is it time to cash in? So covered that slightly. So what you, what's your thoughts? If you had Jota, would you move them on another side of me field or would you hold? I've got Yota just now. Um, I'm looking at holding at the minute. Yota's been out for a wee while with an injury. And given that Selic now have an abundance of midfielders, there doesn't seem to be any rushing, you know, rushing them back. It's not like previous where, you know, at the start of the season when Kyogo was out and we're all getting all upset because, you know, he's a, he's a star man and he's out and he's bringing him back and he's playing through injuries and cup finals and things like that. The situation with Celtic's changed since the January window. There's all these midfielders there, and you certainly can afford to kind of bring Yota back, you know, more gradually, introducing them in for the for the last sort of 15 minutes, and then obviously laterally there on the weekend he was came on at half time. So I fancy I fancy Yota to do well. He, he was showing some great form before he was injured, and um, I think he'll continue on as he comes back. I think with any of the Celtic midfield options, there's that risk of rotation. Possibly Hitati's maybe the most nailed on. I think he's mm-hmm. probably likely to sit back with 
Cal McGregor. Obviously, McGregor's pretty nailed as the captain, but he's not going to get as many attacking returns as the other guys. Um, plus, Hitati at 4.5. He's not taking up a huge amount of your budget. Yeah. I mean, I'm caught into a mind. I'm going to have to wait to see the team because I can see where all these fixtures coming. I mean, you can look, but you can pretty much kind of work out maybe what are you going to think. We've got Abdeen away from home. Tough fixture. Jota's going to start. Then Dundee at home, but before that we've got the European game. So you imagine Jota could play the European game, but then rest against Dundee. Then it's Hibs away from home. You think you'd be back in for that game? So none at home before a European game. He might be rested for the European game again. So I think you can. He's going to rotate players depending on the game and give players game time. So as much as he's going to play, he's going to, I think he's still going to be rotated and it's 7 million, 7.1 of there is now. It's a lot of money in your budget when you could go for the easily just as much rotated Abada, but I think it's actually playing out your skin right now. Roger, and Forrest, less a threat. Hatati, like you said, Rogic or O'Reilly, who on any given day could equal Jota's score. Mm-hmm. And you've saved yourself 2.5 million to spend elsewhere. So it's definitely a quandary. You've talked about using the bench trick for three Celtic midfielders. Which three Celtic midfielders are you talking about? Right. Good, I'm glad you asked. Hatati, Abada, and one of Roderick and O'Reilly. That's a three. Right. And getting rid of Jota. And just hoping that they can equally score. And uh, Abada keeps that right mid position he's on. Hatati plays as well as he's been playing. And then Roderick and O'Reilly, I think, who will share minutes this season. So it's a, a case of just hoping you get the right one. Mm-hmm. That's the way I'm thinking. Yeah, that's a good approach. I never really considered Rogic until the weekend there. Um, Riley, O'Reilly, I'm, I'm a bit less sure of because obviously he's pretty new. Uh, we've obviously known what Rogic can do for quite some time. Yota obviously played quite a lot at the, the first half of the right. season. I think I've actually will be able to tell tonight in Europe. You see, he's playing Aberdeen away. You're assuming that's one of his toughest games, he thinks. And playing in Europe, he's going to play strongest team. So if you see the strongest team, in, and I say, for example, the, top, the front three behind the striker is Jota, Rogic, and Abada. That's the three I'll be aiming, that's the three I'll be aiming for. Because mm-hmm. that's the three I think when the going gets tough, that's the three he'll be playing. Yeah. I think, I think also, if, if you, not Jota, sorry, I mean Hatati. I mean Jota's the one who's going to be coming out to fund the other three. That's my thinking. If you're going to use the bit sort of bench trick approach, specifically looking at the Celtic midfielders, if you're in a situation like this coming Wednesday where you're going to see the starting eleven before the deadline, mm-hmm. sitting there 50 minutes before, then you know who's going to play, who's not going to play. You know which ones you want to start and which ones you want to bench. But if you're using the bench trick. You know, if Yota comes on at half time or, you know, the last just, sort of, last just, sort of half hour, then you've got your, your non playing player, Yota comes on, he either does nothing and he stays on your bench or he gets a goal and assist or whatever and he comes into your, your starting 11. If you're not going to get the team news, then you look at the midweek fixture mm-hmm. who played, how long did they play for, who was benched, and then base your decision on that. And if there's a couple you're not sure about, then you can see say, say a badder doesn't play in Europe, he's on the bench, you know, he comes on for the last 50 minutes. You start a badder for the weekend, and you're like, say, Yota or Rogic, 
um, and Atati, you know, they played 80, 90 minutes. You stick those two boys on the bench. The only fear is both of them do very well on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then you've only got one of them coming on. But it's a risk you take. That's the bench trick. I think that's the way I'm going to try to do it. I think so, because I, I just think there's more value in midfield than there is in the defensive positions with the, with the same rotation. And if, if they rotate defence, you don't get clean sheets points. If you rotate midfield one and get an assist, it doesn't matter. There's less a risk for midfielders rotating. So yeah, I think that's the way forward for me. But again, I'll look to see the team. And, I mean, my, my move is going to be Jota. Say, example, Hatata or Abadi, they are with Fon Morelis. But I could easily just be Granovic to somebody and then that will fund Morelis. There's plenty of money in the bank. I don't know how the other managers sit, but they're off squad value now. There's, there's money everywhere. So I'd love to be see. Obviously, what will happen is Granovic will score a penalty or something and I'll be left with egg in my face, but it's just a risk <laughs> game, isn't it? We don't even know if he's still on penalties. If he was on penalties during that sort of time. If I sell him tomorrow night, he will be on penalties. It's an absolute certainty. Not my <laughs> words. Because my thing's signal a stone. Right, well done with the questions then. Scottish game. Yeah, is that the all? That's it. So, let's be a bit of chat about other bits and balls we do and then we'll finish up. So, FPL starts back tonight, Tom. Have you had a look at your team? Yep, I've done my transfer. All right, well, good. What have you done? I had the exact money to get rid of Damari Gray and bring in Mo Salah because I can't I can't take the risk. Uh, if Salah's price goes up, then I'm going to be taking hits and stuff like that. So I've done the transfer now in preparation for the, the double game week coming up in 26. Six, 26. So I take it Salah's in captain then? No, I'm actually considering uh, captain Bowen because obviously Salah's, he, was, he played in the AFCON final there's reports that he is back in training today with a view to play on Thursday against Leicester, but we won't really know until the Thursday night. So there's not 100% guarantee he's going to start. So I may be thinking Bowen against Watford might be a safer pick. Watford looked a bit more solid with Roy Boy back in charge, but so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Spanner works there. Uh, my transfer will be it's obviously deadlines tonight isn't it? my transfer I currently right now is, is penned in for Edouard for Dennis right Crystal, Crystal Palace has got a good fixture they're double in two weeks time so I think I mean, that's what I'm looking at even uh, though uh, Watford also have a nice tasty double yeah I just I fancy Edouard over Dennis that's just one of my things I'm sitting 37 kilo well Tom I've got to trust my instinct I've looked it out and I, read, I looked <laughs> the fixtures and went right I'm going with Edouard I've, not, I've only known them for two weeks I think this season bring him in Big French Eddie who's good at repairs. Uh, I am not bringing Salah in. I'm waiting to after Man United's double and then I will be funding Salah that way. I've got Bruno and Ronaldo so I've no issue getting Salah back in. Aye. Uh, so it'll be either a minus Ooh. four or I'll take this for a week you know but hey I'm waiting for it. I've got the two players for doubles so I'm keeping them and then I'll make the move after that. I don't think he's going to outscore him by that much. Famous last words and then I'll bring him back in for the doubles and that. How are you? What's your, what's your chip situation in FPL? Many got left. Um, I've obviously used the first pre-Christmas wild card, and during the festive period, I had to use one of my free hits. So currently, I've got the second free hit. Mm-hmm. I've got the wild card. I've got the bench boost, and I've got the triple captain. So the exact same situation as me. 
Is Salah the triple captain for game week 26? Provisionally, yes. In case she's fallen down the ranks by about three points, the whole game's going to triple captain in the same week. Pretty much, aye. Uh, yep. Do you have any plans for when you're using the rest of the chips? Have you a look at Ryan Kellen's thing? Or? I think I'd probably have to use the free hit in... 30? It's one of the cup games. Is that right? Well, Arsenal blank after their double and Liverpool blank after their double as well. So it depends It depends on the, my situation with my, my bench players. If I can try and build a team where I can... Navigate the game. Get, get in and out with it. With a, maybe a, a hit, two hits, I don't know. I'm, I'm dropping, my rank's dropping in FPL quite dramatically. I'm now into 300k, so I don't want to take too many hits. So it might be wise just to try and build my team for the double in 26 and then three hit in 27 and then my, my team's back nice and fresh again for 28. Um, and then obviously there'll be upcoming double game weeks where I could use the wild card and then bench boost the following game week and try and play future doubles like that. Yeah, with game week 30, we'll have three fixtures. You know, think about holding the three hit for that. It's going to be a, it's going to be a crap week for everyone anyway, isn't it? Three, three, three fixtures. Three fixtures, potentially four, depending on a cup game, I think. So it could be eight teams playing that one game week. That's why I've got my three hit lined up for in that what week. Are, what are the fixtures? Oh, I couldn't do it off the top of my head. Uh, I couldn't tell when you look. That was a... Uh, what game week did you say it was? Game week 30. 30. Game week 30. One's definitely Leicester and Brentford. They're terrible at the back and good up front, so that'll be like four attacking assets. So the teams look for a four, four each. Oh, it's not... I was reading a podcast. It was a uh, Planet FPL. They were talking about that, so I'm thinking that way. I've not really looked at it yet. You say they might dead end my team into a... Well, card as well, obviously, at some point, because then when they take the teams blank, but my team's looking good, Nick, now, and I've not particularly that massive fast to put. The biggest thing I've got next will be bringing in Salah, yeah, and then take it from there. I think it's, it's a tricky situation with Arsenal because they're at home to Brentford and Wolves for the double, which is quite nice, but then they've got a blank pre double and a blank post double as well. So, if you've got your three Liverpool in the form of Imagine Yota, Salah and Trent, mm-hmm. or Salah and Trent and Robbo. They're going to sit on your bench in 2027. 20, what do you do with your Arsenal players and you've got to start taking hits and stuff like that? So that's, that's tricky. I don't really know. Unless you just write off Arsenal. See, I've only got one Arsenal player, I think it's Smith Rowe. But I've got right now Jota and Trent, but that will be Salah. But it might be Jota to Salah, so it might only be three players. So I may be able to navigate that for a week. We'll have to wait and see. It's going to be injuries and team dependent. I'm going to have to wait and see. But yeah, got quite a high rank. Has have been in a while, so I'm quite happy to try to keep it going the right direction and hopefully move up. Maybe try to see the top 25, top 10. Have you got any Spurs players? Because they've got quite a nice run. No, Obviously, they're doubles, they're doubles City and Burnley. But... This week we've got Southampton at home. We're conceding quite a lot. Wolves did, at home. I did think of moving the keeper to Larice, but with Watford looking a bit more defensive, I'll just stick with your man at keeper around. I can't remember his name. Just for a couple weeks to see how he looked defensively under Roy Hodgson, then I'll make a move for them. Mm-hmm. Chapman, have you still keep interested in it? Or have you fell away for it? 
No, I've, uh, I did my transfers last week. I've moved up rank. I moved, I can't remember what my transfers were, but uh, I think I've brought in one of the Newcastle fullbacks and vice captain them. They got me some points. Uh, was it Bernard who's playing at a position, the midfielder? Yes, I think it was him. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be pretty much a, a season keeper coming in shortly because he's 4.5 and he's playing at left mid rather than left back. So I played again. Yeah, points for vice captains in this game as well, do you know? Yeah, point uh, times one and a half, I think they say they would do it. So it's... Yeah, so I got 12 for him and then I stupidly captained Abbey from, from Norwich. I had Van Nistelrooy for 13 and Angel for, for 7, so I should have just captained those. Tugie got me 6 points. Uh, Muck enough for Leicester got me 2. Gary Neville, he was the only defender other than Bernard that got points. And then Jaskalainen in goals for 5 points. So I moved up overall ranks 346, so I'll keep going. Good, good. I've not looked at this week. I've looked at the... There's leaks are online, so you're going to look at the... The leak can see make moves to that, but I'll have a look later. Uh, the Royalty FFFS Royalty Rumble, like I said, the game week will roll on to next week, so don't be worried. I'll update it whilst on holiday and I'll see who the winner is. There will be no podcast next week, Tom. I'm on holiday, but it's a cup game anyway, so we'll really work it out when we go back. We'll, I've not even thought about it actually. I'm too busy thinking about my holiday. But when we're back, when I'm back. Uh, and like I said, after next Tuesday, I will put an announcement out on Twitter that the half hour fantasy podcast cup will be open for all entries. And I mentioned last week, a straight knockout. That's just like, there's no rumble aspect to it. There's no two legged affairs. It's just winner next round when it's so the FA Cup of Scottish fantasy football. Or a Scottish Cup, you want to put it that way. The <laughs> champion is Scoosh, 260 Sean, who won it last year. So he'll be on to defend it. And I'm pretty sure all the new champion plus also if you win that cup you have a right good end of the season because if you're, keep, if you're winning if you're beating teams in the last seven game weeks then you're also going through the rankings so the person who wins it should be flying up the rankings as well so interesting to watch so that is us Tommy any safe away plug it off no nothing to add get your plugs in then oh, I'm at FFS underscore scout or maybe uh, post some stuff on Twitter if we're not podding next week give people my thoughts that you I'm sure everyone's eager to hear. <laughs> hey, I'm at Fantasy Half. We'll be back on Thursday night and Donnie's back on with us to give us a slice of thoughts as well. So, talk about that. I did forget. It was a, I did forget the double game week, so it won't be the end of the game week. It'll be game week to that point. But once again, guys, thanks for listening and we'll catch you again in a couple of days' time. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 